1: Burrow.com slash ACAST.
2: Can you see? It? Did you know this? The puck comes
1: right to Patterson, who
2: tries a back pass for Besser. In with a shot of scores. Moments know.
0: You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes, the reporter here, like, I don't I won't cover the Canucks.
2: Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash.
1: Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in and down. Wow. Really? We should do a radio show together.
2: <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. Thurl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores!
0: Hello Canucks fans welcome back to another episode of the Canucks conversation brought to you by the great folks over at Zephyr Epic. You can use promo code Hockey Season, capital H, capital S, all one word, Hockey Season. That will get you $5 off your order at ZephyrEpic.com. That is Z-E-P-H-Y-R. Epic. Check them out on all platforms. Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, whatever it is. Zephyr Epic has got you covered for all of your trading card needs. My name is David Quadrelli. I'm joined, as always, by the man who built the place, Chris Faber, wearing some Canucks Army merch. You don't see that very often. Got a lot of Canucks Army merch. You got the hat. You got the shirt. Our technical producer, as always, is Aaron Bordado. Quickly wanted to get this in. Some love in the chat early on here, the YouTube live chat. Big shout out to Matt. We're seeing more and more of this. Matt said, love the podcast. So excited to join and watch today. Matt, welcome to the YouTube live chat. Of course, we've also got a lot of our regulars in the chat. Hold on.
1: Give Ivan a shout out here. You See Ivan? What 4.30 Ivan see? there in Osaka. Wow. 4.30 and Ivan's tuning into the show. I had coffee too late last night. Had the, that's funny. I've, oh, uh, I've been down that road before. Not normally coffees. It's normally these puppies here. But look at this energy drink too. A Sonic flavored G Fuel. Oh, it's G Fuel. I didn't know it was G Fuel. Yeah, I, I told, remember when we were gaming back in the day, early in the pandemic, yeah. and I ordered G Fuel. And I swear to God. This stuff does make you better at gaming.
0: Dude, did I not tell you about this? I Didn't I tell you I had a G Fuel like two weeks ago? No. I, we should censor the name of what uh, the product is. Seriously, honestly,
1: this show, is, if you are an energy drink company, you work <laughs> near an energy drink company, if you're Pepsi or Coca-Cola or whatever, these big companies that own all of them, come sponsor the show. I will drink your energy drink <laughs> every day. Drink I will drink energy- it every day on the show here. And I'll <laughs> okay. say such good things about it.
0: Okay also another quick shout out to Ivan. His wife is sleeping, so he's watching this using headphones he's a uh, he's really here. Let's to try and
1: make Ivan laugh really loud then,
0: No, 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 we gotta be we okay. gotta be careful. yeah uh, careful not to be too funny on this show. that's what we always say but that's I what had we always a G we always gotta toe the line. I had a G fuel and I gotta tell you. I don't know if it did anything for me, but I played one of the best games of MLB the show after that. And that's a game you got to focus. You got to see, you know, how the ball's moving and stuff. I have been, I was ripping it up in Diamond Dynasty. I told you I was on like yep. an 18-game win streak. Absolutely ridiculous and ranked. I was crushing it. Anyways, um, and also, we are going to talk about some stuff later in our bet way. Bet of the day. I'll talk about it toward the end of the episode. Uh, you got a bet? The episode. I do. do you, oh, I got a bet. You got a bet? Yeah. Okay, I'll, you take it. I'll well, do the next one. Oh, we can both do it, yeah. No, you do that. You do it. I'll do the next one. Because um, as you know, I probably have to go find it myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but last quick shout out before we get into all the hockey talk. We've got so much to talk about today. Another shout out for a listener. Lisa, shout out to Mama Lisa. Lisa. Mama Lisa. Uh, you saw the Seattle Mariners win a series against the Toronto Blue Jays. A lot of BC fans travel down to watch Toronto's baseball team mm-hmm. uh, in Seattle. This past weekend, you were down there, got to see an absolute ass whooping by my Seattle Mariners. But Lisa, who's based in Seattle, brought uh brought well, gave you something that you brought back for me. Look at this. It's a little it's a little Canucks, uh Canucks handkerchief. And you know, we 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 don't own merch anymore. We don't buy merch mm-hmm.
1: anymore, but well, Lisa made that for Lisa Bert. made this for Bert, so I will absolutely be putting and this. To people on, on the podcast they can't see it. It's one of these um, oh yeah. What do you call it?
0: It's a bandana. A it's bandana a bandana okay. for a dog. But
1: it says Bert on it. So it yes. says his name. That's it says a... his name. And, and the you know font looks good too. She it did that herself. I tell you. Yeah, it wow. looks awesome. Lisa so, is the goat, says Karan. Absolutely. So,
0: yeah, and I'll show it again for the people on the YouTube. So Mama Lisa is... also
1: came through. I didn't tell you this, but she bought uh she picked up a bunch of like um chips from the Pacific Northwest. That isn't quite Vancouver. I call yeah, it the yeah, Seattle yeah. area, Washington area. Uh, so I got a bunch of local chips as well. be bringing those up to the, my bachelor party, which uh, starts on Wednesday night.
0: Corey Anderson in the chat said, what's the Mariners record there, Quads? Hey, and, five,
1: hey, 500 probably.
0: They, it absolutely is. And it's been 500 all season long. It's two steps forward, two steps back. This team is the definition of mediocre. I would still rather support them than the Toronto Blue Jays.
1: That's fair. Understandable. Yeah. Was, but, uh, hey,
0: if the Mariners I, don't make the playoffs, I'm probably going Padres. Oh, like they're making the playoffs. I'm I'm rooting for the Jays. If the Mariners don't make the playoffs, I'm rooting for the Jays. Of course I am. Okay.
1: Come on. No, that's understandable. I, I mean, you want to see the Jays do good, but uh, yeah. Although Baltimore, I do like Baltimore a lot too. Fun game last night too. We won't yeah. Do, it's too bad. Well, Jordan if, only, if only we had homer. a baseball podcast, right? Yeah, I, I had so that question, t- so I answered Let people it. know that. You have a, for people who don't know. Yeah, well,
0: I've talked about it before. But yeah, but the batter's box, The Batters Box podcast. Uh, myself and Mike Lou, we were joined by Brandon Markland mm-hmm. uh, last week. And that was a really good conversation. For those of you who don't know, Brandon Markland is a right-handed pitcher from North Vancouver who is a former Kansas City Royals prospect. Uh, his journey was heavily impacted by the pandemic, as many Baseball Hmm. players were and many people. Yeah. The minor leagues
1: during the pandemic. Yeah. It
0: was a mess. And and Brandon as well had a couple injuries and eventually was just given up on by the Royals. Look, business is business. I get it, but we're all rooting for Brandon. Uh, Really good conversation with him. A lot of really good insight, especially for younger pitchers. Cause you know, he's been there. He's been there, done that Uh, really good insight in that conversation. We had a really nice talk. So even if you're not a huge baseball fan, but you got a kid playing baseball, Go listen to that. The batter's box with uh, Brandon Mark. We didn't talk much about the MLB or anything. No. We talked about baseball,
1: the sport. But You recorded that interview here and I was in the other room. So I mm-hmm. could hear I've never heard you speak less on a show. Yeah, you you barely talked. Brandon, Brandon was a, was the podcaster. You were just along for the ride.
0: Well, it? yeah, I had like seven questions up and I think we got to four of them because Brandon kind of Brandon was a really good talker. Had, a, like I said, a lot of really good insight. And he's a regular listener of this show massive massive canucks fan there we like go. the the plan was when he picked up his first career save or made his first his mlb debut with the royals at the time was who we thought it was going to be the plan was for him to wear the chinese new year louis erickson jersey uh in his post-game press conference and then hell yeah all the people in missouri are like what the hell is this guy doing and then he'd say yeah this is my hometown team louis erickson's a folk legend uh, local legend in uh Vancouver and
1: that was the plan yeah. so hopefully it still happens hopefully still playing it still happens SHL is back with Fro that's right again that's right. um all right let's get to uh, what we got on the show here today news and notes well we got a few let's go through the whole show because we are going to spend some time talking about the defense pairings we kind of we've touched on it a little bit but uh, you know I got a big fancy graphic and we're going to focus in on it for the, okay. the bulk of the show in the middle of it uh off the top we do have some news and notes to get to and then at the end we'll wrap things up with a bet way of the day but I'm going on vacation so if you want, I think later in the show, sort of stealing this from Halford and Brough a little bit, we'll ask us anything to wrap up because I think they did a really good job uh, on Halbrook Getting they're on vacation now for a little bit, uh, but they had a very fun final segment. So any ask us anything. So I got my bachelor party coming up here. I'm going on my first vacation of the year. The last time I took a vacation, what happened? I got COVID. Oh, so, that's right. yeah, so that was the, my one day off. That was the day I tested positive for COVID. So horrible uh starts and that's the only vacation day i've used i got to use these things before the the year changes over and we get our new contracts we got to talk about vacation days uh in our new contracts well we'll we'll bring aaron in for that one he can help us with uh, the negotiations he's also he's producer also our agent too um all right off the top let's get to news and notes Uh, again folks like we're not dropping any bombs on you here but there are some things going around the Canucks world that we should touch on Patrice Bergeron that's the big news of the day yeah but you always want to go and talk about all these you're basically living in Toronto all you want to do is talk about these eastern teams I don't care is this because I talked about the Baltimore Orioles no it's not because of that let's it's a Canucks conversation not this goddamn Bruins chat Uh, all right news and notes vancouver canucks <laughs> again this is not uh what yeah, the maybe, hell are we gonna maybe lead maybe we off with done that. the canucks are holding auditions for an <laughs> anthem singer quads so that's uh that's our news my bad yeah come on dude you bury the lead here Um uh, yeah i think that's i i found that interesting though when it did come out because i thought that they have they have some some people in there that do a hell of a job
0: yeah absolutely yeah. um yeah <laughs> There's gonna be a rotation still, right? It's yeah. not just a full time like, well, person.
1: Because like, we saw Jugg, when Juggy goes out though, like Juggy.
0: Yeah he's
1: he's he should I be. I saw him tweet something
0: like, about Man. it. Shout out Juggy, of course. Yeah. Um and I he's got he a he's got with- a
1: group now. Did you know this? Yeah. Yeah, nice. and he should. I just think he should be the Saturday night guy. Like, make it a show on Saturday nights a little bit, you know, like kind of get that going for Canucks fans and put Juggy out there. He, you know, he dresses the way that dude dresses. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. He dresses did, to impress. So good. And he is, to me, he's the best. He's the best answer.
0: Tonal Tonal vision. Mary is Huey, this also
1: group. very good too, I think, too.
0: This is duo. Juggy's okay. duo yep. is Tonal Vision at This Is Tonal on Twitter. So go check it out.
1: Okay, sounds good. Any any thoughts on this? Are you going to uh, try cuz I've said I've I've sang the national anthem at a hockey game before.
0: When did you sing the national
1: anthem? Um at the VIU Mariners game back when uh wow. they didn't have anybody to do it and I said I'll do it. There was like 40, 40 pushing it. There was like 20 people in the stands. Hmm. I, I can do the national anthem, but I screwed up the This was pretty recently after they changed the anthem a little bit. What did they change uh anyways they changed the words into it i messed it up threw you off yeah threw me off again i just uh also
0: we should also mention elizabeth irving she does a good job with the anthem she's always there too
1: too, and a long time canucks fan as well so that's Mm. that's cool stuff but i think that's uh that's what i like about the three anthem three anthem singers that they've used they're all big canucks fans so they really i think it means a lot to them to sing the anthem
0: so how many likes on the or how many subscribers on the Canucks, or do you want to do patrons? Whatever, we'll figure out a number. Mm-hmm. How many of this thing to get you to submit a video of yourself singing the Canadian American National Anthems? The deadline is July 31st, so this would have to get done before you leave tomorrow night. No, I'm not doing that. Yeah, you are. If, no. if we, I'll do it with you. We'll do it as a duo and send in our audition. I'll do it with you.
1: If we get X amount. Uh, no, here's what I said. I would do this. Um, and Wags and I have talked, Daniel Wagner and I, we've talked about this in the press box. We would, you know, when they do the, at the intermissions to do the karaoke. Okay. Wags and I would do a battle uh, in the karaoke thing and see who the, the crowd cheers for more. Isn't Wags like an actual musician? Yeah, but I'm an actual good singer. So Are take that, really? Wags? Yeah. Have you not heard me sing "Hero"? That's what I would do for uh, karaoke. Yeah, I
0: guess I've heard you sing that. Yeah. I,
1: I only have one song that I can sing. I would do uh, "Hero" by not that Rick difficult
0: Gillespie. of a song to sing though. Like Wags, I think Wags is a more seasoned singer. Oh right? yeah, he is.
1: Yeah, he's got. Okay, it I'm just away. making sure that you knew that. No, I can sing, man. You go. I go to karaoke, and I'm good. He Mo- more makes than words is music song and like albums and stuff. Yeah. Well, I just don't know how to play an instrument. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be up there too. All right. Don't worry about that. All right. New, more news and notes. Uh, can we get this photo up here, Aaron? The arena in Liga now has an Archer Silov's art piece outside of the arena, and Latvian fans are bowing down to the king. You might need to scroll down a little bit here. So this is the art piece. It's big. It's outside of uh, This is outside of the, the arena where they played the world championships at. And uh, we got to get the full shot of the photo for people here on YouTube because there are fans. You can see the hands at the bottom bowing down to Sea Silas in Liga. He is becoming an absolute uh, fan. I saw some photos of him with Porsche as well. Like Porsche has got to deal with him. Wow. He's, you know, he's doing it up. Latvia is obviously, they love to see what he did at the world Championships. That was great for them uh, to go on that run. He got tournament MVP, all that stuff. Now he's starting to, you know, see a little bit of the results of that come back. He's got the stat list, nice little art piece outside. Uh, and for people who can't see, obviously on the podcast, and it it's just like a, a big hockey net with Arter Silov's body in front of it. But the cool thing that I like about it, you got all the Canucks colors here, right? We'll you got be, the Canucks color pads, the yes. Canucks cover uh, helmet or mask, all that stuff. So that's pretty cool stuff. And and like I said, I've been kind of low-key following his offseason a little bit. And he is living it up, having a very good time. And they're, they're loving him. They're treating him like they're king over there. They're Simon bowing cheeks. down to the king signing cheeks everything he's he's had a busy offseason so good for him and we're the gonna clip kid. that so
0: if you're on the podcast you can go there find it, it on our twitter we're gonna clip this whole segment and post it on twitter for look sure. at this
1: the fans are bowing down and praying to, so, to sorry, Archer, explain C-Lon. to me again where was this this is outside of the arena where the world championships was held in liga riga riga oh, yeah that's right oh you know so my a, ligas and rigas Riga well,
0: because yeah. i'm like finland like yeah okay yeah no, riga you're right because it was also in finland that tournament that's it was right finland and latvia yeah. riga riga latvia yeah. yeah
1: riga latvia <laughs> so don't clip that and put that on well
0: list. we can clip this part where we uh where we explain what it is okay <laughs> but, that that's really cool so
1: shout out to him and yeah if you, if you haven't just check out uh go to stee instagram page he has been having a hell of an off season so and great hey, for him
0: august is coming up yeah you know what that means We're heading back out there. We're going to start talking to these guys. The goalies are going to get here early, I'm sure. Let's see. And this is an actual Canucks thing because we've been talking about this toward the end of the year. Let's see when the leadership group gets out here because, yes, they don't have a practice rink, but these informal skates that they've been having for the past couple of years, right? Let's see when they get out here because if you recall, not to crap on anybody, the leadership group, among the last to get here, right? Like the goalies were here very early. I know Demko was rehabbing an injury, so he was he was here in like July skating. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pod Colson's out there right now with Connor Bedard. He never left. Um, he's he's playing a lot of. In, I saw that tweet. Klimovich. Around.
1: Klimovich is out there with Bedard. Too. Yep,
0: Klimovich Bedard. Ryan Tattle, Coquitlam Express captain.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Your buddy there. That's right. My buddy's yeah, out there. He's a good dude. He is a good dude. Yeah.
0: Um. Okay. Uh. So that's what I wanted to quickly get in there. Okay. It's just that I want to see when the leadership group gets out here. Because yeah. they were, like I said, they were among the last last year.
1: And it'll be interesting to see, especially after, like, I don't know how it works for our summer workouts, but man, like Ian Clark was working with the goalies. That's a Canuck staff member working with the guys in the offseason. How does that work? Um, out? Is it maybe like a certain time limit? Like uh at some point in the offseason, you can get together with the Canucks staff members and start working again. Because if well, you remember the, thing. the players the thing that is... were out there with the goalies yeah. were like there wasn't what at least most of the ones that I remember going to out there at Burnaby were uh Ian Clark was like the only coach on the ice. Like I don't it, think he was though, on like, the ice. Yeah, when, yeah, when Klimovich and them Towards were out the shooting. And yeah, I so.
0: When okay, but here's the thing that I want to say is we we know they're gonna be following the rules, especially yeah. this year, and I'm assuming they were last year too because, hey, I'm guessing the NHL is pretty on top of this sort of thing based on the $50,000 especially with the look. think of how much media attention those skates got compared to what this private scale they got fined 50 grand for I'm sure they're following all the rules mm-hmm.
1: yeah I agree. Anyways, um question here from Sonny that's kind of related to what we're talking about in the in the YouTube chat and by the way if you haven't come by the YouTube chat 1230 when we do this uh, come by and join be a part of the show like Sonny did any news on the practice rank yeah nothing there nope I, I think we have to kind of wait here until we hear from Jim Rutherford again who has kind of gone radio silence though and letting Patrick Alvine do all the talking now after which was like a, a crazy if you look back and think about it you remember, like when they did the announcement for the Tanner Pearson injury, and they brought out the doctors and Jim Rutherford did that. He, he like talked to us for like forty five minutes straight. It was only like a few minutes spent on the on the Pearson situation, and then Rutherford was just completely honest. I think he's. I'd like him to do another one of those. Like you know, I'd like to have another long talk with the president so we can ask these type of questions. But yeah, to answer your question, Sonny, no, no news right now. No update there. And BC Bourne says the same thing. We need a practice facility. I, I completely agree. I I thought about that at development camp, and I'm thinking. Man, these these players are in a pretty like you're. It's not like a bad spot, right? It's it's a fine arena where they were playing out there at Thunderbird Arena, but it's not like you, you kind of want to prop them up a little bit. Let these prospects know like what they're in for when they're coming to the organization. Like they couldn't even go to Rogers Arena because there wasn't ice there at the time. Because the concerts are obviously running throughout the the summer and all that stuff. It's a busy time of the year for that. But like, man, it would be great to have a practice arena for a situation like that to really show these these Canucks prospects who are here for development camp make it more of a show. Cause I just, I didn't think that the ice was horrible at UBC because there there's that many people on the ice chopping it up as well as like kids practicing the UBC yep. team still practicing. It didn't feel like it was at the most top level that you would like to see from an NHL And this isn't,
0: this isn't groundbreaking stuff. This isn't us trying to stir up narratives in late July. This is what Jim Rutherford said when he came here was we need to get a practice rank. Yep. And you look at it, the Canucks are the only team in the league. That do not have a practice rink or plans. Well, they have plans, I guess. Do but they? No no? no, no concrete plans. The yeah. way the Calgary Flames, who were the other last team to not have a practice rink, did. Uh, the Canucks and Flames are the last two that don't have a practice rink. The Coyotes have a practice rink. And hey, like you were there more than I was last year, but I was there the, last year as well. And you know, you did have people from visiting teams come in and say, "This is your rink. Like this is what we have to work with." Like you know, they they do need that practice rink. I I I know it's. Uh, you know, for the reasons that Rutherford kind of pointed out of, yeah, it's good for attracting free agents well, and all that sort of stuff. And you know stuff. what?
1: There should be a little bit more pressure put onto that because last year, how much do... Like, we came into the season and there was like, oh, there's there's a lot of work still being done at Rogers Arena. There's are certain things that didn't happen. Listen, those those things didn't get finished throughout the season. We got to the end of the year and there was still a lot of opposing teams coming in and complaining about Rogers Arena and the mm-hmm. setup down there for for the players. Uh, the The media coming in was like...
0: Yeah, the renovation tough. It.
1: it's tough. Yeah. I get that, sure. But I mean, I, I think at this point, it's like it's been a f- more than a full year now.
0: You got to go crack the whip on the construction workers is what I'm hearing. No,
1: I'm, it's not the construction workers' fault. They're good union folks. They know what they're <laughs> doing. They're, they're, they are they're know what they're doing. They just don't have uh, not getting the support that they need. All right, final thing. Uh, I didn't want to give shouts to Twitter user Trevor underscore M29 for sharing the update uh, that Sweden put out last week. I missed this. I was uh, down in Seattle. Jonathan Karamaki will not be playing at the World Junior Summer Showcase, so that's just a little update. I've been talking a long time with the four prospects starting uh, on Sunday. No, Friday they start on the 29th.
0: I don't know how much coverage we're going to have of that.
1: They get started. Okay, well that's too bad because yeah, I'm going to be gone. I'll be able to cover cover the end of the. Uh, it's not even a tournament; it's a showcase. Right? If anybody wants to
0: cover team. it for Canucks Army, shoot me a message. Send your resume. Yeah, send so, your resume or just send like, like, like a kind of nice, any
1: coverage. Yeah, send like four paragraphs that make sense to da- to quads yeah. and he'll
0: name five it. Canucks prospects.
1: Yeah, and then the job is yours. You can get paid $3 an article.
0: Yeah, send me a message, folks.
1: All right, so that's all I really got for news and notes. Anything else, Canuck, to Do you want to do anything on Bergeron here? Like, I, I saw it earlier in the yeah, chat. Yeah, he's a Hall of sh- Famer. Sure, and you should name the Selkie the Bergeron award. Yes, now, of right. That's, uh, to me, I agree with, i missed it. Whoever said in the chat earlier, that's that's simple. Make it the Selkie, like, or make it the Bergeron, <laughs> right? Like, I, I think that's uh, a very easy move here. Yeah. Just make that happen. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and Mackey, sorry, behold, uh, did not get cut. Um, he, he, him, and the rest of the Jurgarden Junior players are just not attending. Like I've seen, uh, uh, Lekaramaki is going to be fine. He'll be on the World Junior team and all that stuff. So don't worry. He didn't get cut. He just didn't. Uh, he's not in attendance. They've replaced him with some uh, some players that we actually wrote about at Canucks Army. The Canucks should have targeted in the fourth and fifth rounds and ended up going in the fourth and fifth rounds, but not to the Canucks. Uh, so Sweden, Adam, uh, they're going to get going. It's going to be a fun little tournament to watch. Jackson Dorrington still going to be playing for USA. Hunter Brustevich is still going to be playing for USA. And DPD still playing for Sweden. So some Canucks prospects. Hey, You know, we've gone a long time with not a lot of news. And we touched on this before we start going. Is this the quietest July ever? Like no big trades. Nothing. Like there's nothing going on. Aside from the Bergeron thing, which you want to spend the whole show about. The freaking Bruins banter over here to start the show. But no, I mean like. There, I just and we kind of touched on it with Aaron before we start going. Like one domino needs to fall, and I think we're all looking at Eric Carlson. Show here, Tony. Well, that'll happen too. But when the Eric Carlson trade goes through, I, I think that's going to kind of open up the floodgates. But I, I think that July normally has a little bit more action. Like I feel like August is is kind of the slowest month of the NHL year. Mm-hmm. August normally is, but it really feels like this July has just been very slow up to this point. So I'm waiting for something to happen to kind of start the dominoes and uh, get them flowing here. You ever play with dominoes when you're a kid? Just like the game with your grandparents?
0: No, no, yeah. I never learned that. I thought Italians. Uh, I thought Italians
1: loved uh, Domino's.
0: We played capa. What's that? Capa is. Uh, it's also called thirty-one. You oh, know, thirty-one.
1: Yeah, I like thirty-one. That's, oh my. I haven't played that in forever.
0: My nono will whoop your butt. I believe. Not it. only that, he'll tell you what cards you have without. Like he'll. You, he won't peek yeah, at yeah. your cards, but he'll look at what you pick up and he remembers all of them. It's like oh. the weather with him. You know, he's yeah, all yeah, dialed yeah. in on the weather. He also knows what cards you have in your hand. Good for
1: him. Yeah, your your nono's got a memory of a elephant yeah and i 31's a great game for people who haven't played 30 yeah you'll swap the cards out and out. know yes. bang knock on the table or whatever yes yeah that's yes. good stuff that and i'll never try and match up against a grandparent and think i have the upper hand in 31 2500 or crib those three games no grandparents will whoop my ass every single time on that they're just better they're better at it, especially crib you ever play crib no never ah crib's a good one well, uh, we'll I, I tell you, I wish, you know, some people do like poker nights. I could do, I could do a three hour every Thursday night playing crib. Hmm. I love that game. You ever play
0: in between? We played that. I got a poker set and I started playing in between with my grandpa. Okay. No, I haven't played that. He enjoys that game. I think it's a drinking game, but I also learned it with gambling. So. Oh, okay. All
1: right. Well, hey, let's get to our, uh, our big topic of the day. Topic au jour. Yeah defense pairings let's get to it all All right we when i sent you a text to start this yeah i said what's your defense pairings we had the exact same six players in the exact same six spots so we'll make some arguments kind of playing uh what do you call it devil's advocate is that what they say that's it yeah that's it we got it we'll play a little bit of that onto this and kind of make an argument either way uh but we have the same six let's get it up here Aaron. just our defense pairings that we got so starting on the top pair we think it's going to be quinn hughes and ian cole right? Like it, it would, it what would surprise you if it was something else? Would okay. it be? And I saw this and I know, uh, Jesse, I don't know if I've seen him in the chat today. Jesse's full on with Noah Juleson with playing with Quinn Hughes to start the season. I think Ian Cole is a little bit of a higher quality player than Noah Juleson in the NHL.
0: A little bit. Yep. At
1: Just least a little bit, at least a little bit. Uh, and I think that's the way they're going to rock with Ian Cole also has some experience playing with some of these top pairing guys. So I, I think, you can see this playing out, and the fact that he's on a one-year deal. Like I just, I like the situation with Ian Cole the way he's coming in. So that's how I see the top pairing playing in. I, I don't know if it's gonna be like Noah Julson is the only other option. In my eyes, I don't, I don't see it being Phil Peronic. That that would be the other name you can think of, and they no. won't do Tyler Myers. That just doesn't and,
0: work. And that's the thing, right? Is when you have Quinn Hughes. You can play him with a guy like Ian Cole. Hell, you can play him with Noah Juleson. Let's just throw that yeah, out there Yeah, you could. Fun. Totally. You can play him with whoever. You shouldn't. You shouldn't play him with Noah Juleson. You should shoot higher for that. When you play Quinn Hughes with Ian Cole, he has that veteran presence on the defensive end that we know he he plays well with, right? Like, we, we know he can play well with a guy like Ian Cole. Granted, we have to see it to believe it, right? We have to see how those two work together. But you would assume that they will be pretty good together as a stylistic fit, right? Yes. How much we talk about primary puck mover and a guy who can just kind of sit back? I'm not saying Juleson isn't that. I'm just saying that Cole's been there, done that. He's done it in the NHL for some time now. Maybe if Cole falls right at the start of the year, like he, it's clear that his best days are behind him, sure. then sure, you throw Juleson in. But to start the year, I don't think it's outrageous to say that it's Cole. The other thing that I want people to keep in mind is in a couple of years now, where we've seen okay, well, when the Canucks want to load up, Tyler Myers is going up to the first pair late in the game when they need a goal because they need that offensive push. Tyler Myers just became Philip Roenick on this team, right? Like, if you have five minutes left in the game, you are double shifting a pairing of Quinn Hughes and Philip Roenick. Yep, for sure you are. And then maybe you have Carson Susini and Cole out there as your second. It doesn't matter. My point being is that we are going to see when you look at the most used partners. I would not be surprised to see Philip Aaronic in the top three for Quinn Hughes by the end of the year, in terms of ice time that they have logged together at five on five. I think we will see that. I think we will see that late in games. I think it's a nice little ACE to have in the sleeve for uh Rick Tockett and his coaching staff, right? It can't hurt, but I think to start games and to start the year, it, like you said, it's not going to be heroic and Hughes. I think it's going to be Hughes and Cole. Yeah. And
1: game. I agree with what you're saying about late in games. I, I can also see it just being like, Hey, Listen, we just had our final whistle. We had a couple shifts. There's a time here where we can fit out Hughes and Hironic. Like, do it. Go for it. Give them those give them a little bit extra five on five time together. So you aren't really relying as much on the Ian Coles and on the Carson Susie. So that kind of doesn't really put as much pressure on them. Like Susie's got some pressure to be a top four defenseman next year, right? That's Mm -hmm. something we've talked about a lot. It's something that he's done in little bits throughout his career, but not consistently throughout the season. So in my eyes, seeing it happen, like you you can use Hironic to kind of soften the blow a little bit. Right. And I think you're putting them there with another top four defenseman. Uh, and I'm talking about Carson Susie here. You're putting them there with Philip Hironic, who in my eyes is a top four defenseman for sure. Carson Susie, I think is still a little bit to prove, but there's at least some potential, some real potential, yep. some
0: potential that the Canucks believe in. Right. Absolutely. Like the Canucks believe in it.
1: Yeah. So I, I I, think it's it's certainly possible, but I can see a lot more of Hironic and Hughes at times where you can just make it happen. Like, would it would it shock me to, like, see a period start with it? like that could be a thing you see happen, right? And then you do quickly like a little bounce back with Susie and Cole for a shift, and Mm -hmm. then you just get back in the rotation, right? Get back in the rotation. Or say you're coming off a penalty kill, and you don't use Hironic and Hughes, and and say, okay, maybe I'll just use somebody else in the spot, or I put them out right after a penalty kill to get a little bit of offense going. And that's where I wanted to transition this a little bit here. And we'll touch on guys that are outside of our top six, but as we're talking about our current top six that we put together, who are the four penalty killers of the group? When we're talking about Quinn Hughes on the top pairing, Ian Cole with him, Carson Soucy as the second pairing left shot guy, Philip Ronick as the second pairing right shot guy, then our third pairing is Christian Wallanen and Tyler Myers. Who are the four penalty killers there?
0: I think your first over the boards is Ian Cole. Like with, I think Ian Cole with
1: two.
0: It could be Quinn Hughes, right? Like the thing is, and we've discussed this with the acquisitions this team's made. Mm-hmm right up to Teddy Bluger, right at the forward line, right? Penalty killing was front of mind. Like if you saw the J fresh charts that came out when these guys were all signed, their even strength defense was high. Their even strength offense was pretty low, but their penalty killing and even strength defense, but mostly penalty killing have a type. Yeah. Was very high. Mm -hmm. The Canucks had a type this off season and they targeted that type. So we know that Ian Cole, we know that Carson Soucy are going to be among those penalty killers does that alleviate some pressure from Quinn Hughes? Yeah, I think it does because Quinn Hughes was this team's number one penalty killing option. Whether Rick Tockett, who, who has talked about limiting ice time of Hughes and Patterson, whether he likes it or not, his best penalty killers are Elias Patterson, and Quinn Hughes, or they were at least right. Yeah, That's and look. And, and I don't know how much. That's these not on the players. That's not on the coach. That.
1: That's on the, yeah, how, it's the on your, how your team's assembled. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, and I think, like it was great. We all praised Rick talking when he came here and talked about limiting ice time, rolling four lines. We all praised him for that. But like we kind of assumed, I think eventually he found out like, you know what? If we want to even look like an NHL team with this lineup, we need to be playing these guys as much as we are. Yeah. So when you go out and make these acquisitions, you have that in your mind of, okay, well, Quinn Hughes played a lot. Elias Piderson played a lot down the stretch when we were winning games. How can we make that more sustainable over an 82 game stretch? Limiting those guys ice times is going to be important. Going out and getting these penalty killers is important for roster construction. It's important for the coaching staff to have at their disposal, a few more pieces. That being said, you just brought it up. You look at this defense core and yeah, Quinn Hughes is still a big part of it, right? Like Quinn Hughes is still a big part of the Canucks penalty killing defense. And I don't think that's a bad thing per se, but it'd be nice if they had three, if they had four guys who like Cole, like Susie, that we just look at and say, oh, well, they're going to they're gonna defend ahead so that's, of Hughes.
1: That's where I look at our our defense pairings. We picked Christian Wolanin to be the third pairing left shot guy, which I think is the one that's at least up for the most to be. You can talk about moving the players around, but the player that would come out of this six-man group that we've selected is Christian Wolanin. I, I think if there was a guy there that makes a lot of sense about killing penalties, you could make an argument for them there. And then you could have, like, you have kind of five defensemen that makes sense to kill penalties and you don't have to do that to Quinn Hughes, though. He might be a, a solid penalty killer. That's where you can find him some, some minutes to kind of get away from the ice a little bit, get ready to do more damage in the offensive zone, the spot where he's at his best. So in my eyes, uh, looking at the rest of the defensemen who might be in that battle, because don't get me wrong. It's not set in stone that Christian Lennon is playing on opening night. There's Akito Hirose in the mix. Jack Rathbone's there. Cole McWard's there. Jet Woo's there. Noah Juleson. We talked about Matt Irwin. Like, Out of that group of players, I guess Matt Irwin is kind of the name that sticks out to me anyways, who can play on your third pairing and also kill penalties. So is there enough of a case to be made if you can kill penalties that you can go and make the lineup because of that? Because it takes away minutes from Quinn Hughes on the penalty kill, which is a, I think it can be a good thing. I think it's, you want him out there because he's just such a good player, such a good overall defenseman, but maybe the PK isn't where you need him. Right, like maybe that's not where you need him to be playing minutes every single night. So is Akito Hirose? I think he's the one that you can make the argument for of like, can he kill penalties at the NHL level? Smart, smart player. Pretty, you know, doesn't really get too wild in his own zone. Like he's a calm player. I think there's some penalty killing traits there that you like to see from a guy. So is Hirose the, the the guy who has the strongest argument to come into our top six, or is there somebody else? Because Irwin, yeah, because Matt—that's the name I was just about to say. This dude played 61 NHL games last year.
0: This dude hasn't played an AHL game since 2016, hmm. I think. Yeah. He hasn't 61... played in years. He hasn't played an AHL game in years. This is and he's
1: this... 35 years old. So he's he's getting up there, but he's still playing in the NHL. Yeah. So, and
0: this looks like the guy brought in to replace Cobb Rose, if you ask me. Really? Bigger body. Hmm. Probably going to be this team's seventh defenseman. We just talked about how he... Hasn't played an AHL game in a long time. He's betting on himself because this is a two-way contract. I'm not sure if everybody noticed that, but it's a two-way contract, meaning he gets a different salary if he plays in the AHL. So he's betting on himself. This is to prove his worth still in the NHL because he wasn't able to get what he was looking for uh, on the open market. He's
1: coming home and and you could see him. Yeah, you mentioned it. You could see him in the... uh,
0: Don't sleep on on Matterwin is all I'm going to say.
1: Yeah, he's got... uh, It's not like a huge hit when he goes to the AHL either. Yeah. it's like a $450,000 salary, which is incredibly high for the AHL, actually. So that's uh, good for him. He's going to be making his own, but a good local kid, former uh, Nanaimo Clipper. I've seen him play a lot a ton. Uh, good player, good dude. Uh, is he? Is there anybody else? Like, Would you make more of an argument for Irwin or Hirose at this point? Irwin. Irwin's
0: yeah, just... an NHL vet with experience. I think Hirose, a really good year for Hirose mm-hmm. is if he goes down to Abbotsford and has the Christian in year, mm-hmm. where in his mid-20s, He he doesn't have to win the AHL Defenseman of the Year award like Will did, did, but he can go down, really start to round out his game. Because here's the thing, and I'm not trying to crap on Hirose because, look, he looked good in those games, but I, I keep having people within the game tell me, hey, don't put too much into those games where Cole McWard and where Hirose looked fine it's just a different game at the start of the year. And we know that we've, we've seen it year and year uh, for years and years. This team not do.
1: Yeah. I think a combination of things like the adrenaline from him is bird scared quads. Uh, the adrenaline from him coming in to play an NHL game Canucks fans at the time looking for anything yes, exactly. positive to grasp on for, I think have really kind of propped Herose up a little bit more. This is in going a lot of people's to eyes, sound, but, but sorry to, to your point yeah, what you ahead. just said, you talk to people that work in hockey and, not, not a lot of them were impressed with Hirose as much. Like, you're hearing that from the organization, the way they're talking about the players, of course, but people that are kind of behind the scenes and under the hood with some a little bit more analytics in their background this weren't is, really that impressed, but it's a small sample size, too. I, I liked to sound, a lot of the eye test stuff that Hirose did.
0: This is going to sound very negative, and I don't mean for it to, and this is not a shot at Hirose, because hey, I think it would be great for this team if he comes into camp and blows down the doors. I'm just saying to the people that are immediately saying, okay, he could play in the top four, he could play in the you can play on the third pairing right from opening night. Maybe put the brakes on a little bit because, first of all, you know, the NHL game, there is a lot to learn. But the thing that I kind of just wanted to point out was we were at development camp and you were there a lot more than I was. But, like, he didn't really blow the doors off at development camp. He didn't really stand out a ton yeah. as this guy who was 24, like, he's 24 years old, right? He's older than basically everybody at the development camp you would have liked for him to stick out a little bit more. I'm not saying that's going to mean he's not going to be able to come into training camp and have a strong camp and earn a spot in the opening night lineup. I'm just saying that had he come in and blown the doors off at development camp and just looked so many steps above everybody else, like like the thing I want you to think about, Chris, is if you put Ian Cole or you put Carson Susie or you put Quinn Hughes,
1: obviously Quinn Hughes,
0: but if you put like an NHL player in a development camp like that, I think that, even if
1: you put, they would stand here's out. the thing Jack Rathbone's the same age. You put Jack Rathbone in development camp, well, he would have stuck okay. out like crazy. Yeah. And he's yeah. a player that's been in pro. Like, yeah. I, I think that that's the other thing that's interesting to me is I, I think Hirose and Rathbone are in the same camp of, they're at least in the same bracket of where they're battling, right? They're battling for the same position. They want to get in the NHL, they want to make, uh, you know, make an impact at this point in their in their lives at the NHL level, so they can be NHLers for the next ten. years. I think it would and be it's great. Be very difficult for both. Mm-hmm. It's almost more difficult for Rathbone because he has a history in the NHL of not impressing. Mm-hmm. And Hirose, yes, the numbers and the analytics and all the stuff under the hood aren't great, but at least the eye test that you saw, though there were some me nothing games. He doesn't have that kind of knock that Rathbone has against him. Like mm-hmm. there's no knock against Hirose yet. There's not, you know, his defense might not be as great like his offense is where there's not really a knock yet he has he didn't play I, enough games to get one. I just I'm thinking about
0: the players long term potential. And I think I think Hirose as a player would benefit more from being in the AHL and having that full year. And I think the NHL club not only would benefit from that in the long run, if Hirose can come up and be that guy. I think it's going to be good for him to have some time in the AHL. And I think it's good for the NHL club as yeah. well to have a guy like Willan. Well, who he could be the, the best... top pairing guy down there too. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean, right? Is you have this development staff, you have this opportunity down there where you can give him that opportunity. Because look, Willan probably coming up. Uh, like I said, you've got Matt Irwin as well. You have the pieces where you're not forced into playing Hirose on a third pair. Mm-hmm. So I think unless he he really earns it out of camp, because of course that's a possibility, unless he really earns it out of camp, then I think it's just fine to start him in the AHL. And I I don't think that's a bad thing. Like, that's not a knock on Hirose, to be clear. That's not a knock on him, not a knock on anything here. Like, I'm just saying, I think it's a good thing for players to get that extra
1: season. I think it it helps with a lot of things. Obviously, development's the big one. Getting getting used to the pro game, though, to me, is so big. It's something that, like, we don't talk about it a lot because we normally talk about the stuff on the ice. But when I talk to a player, specifically in the AHL, like, hearing the adjustment that they talk about when going to pro is something that's brought up by the player often. Very often they talk about this. And I think that's something like Hirose has one month of experience as pro. Right? Like, he could use a lot more time in the AHL. And I really think that the defense in the AHL is going to be really good. Like, it's going to be a very strong AHL defense. At least there's a lot of potential for it to be that way. Like, you know, Rathbone could be there. McWard should be there. Uh, Hirose would expect to be there. Jet Wu is going to be there. Breeze Bois is going to be there. Maybe Noah Juleson ends up there. Like, there are a lot of different players on that AHL team that you're feeling pretty good about because I, I think you can go to an AHL you can go to an it's for Canucks game and watch that defense core and be like ah that guy could play an NHL game this year for the Vancouver Canucks what the hell could you say that about their AHL team in mm-hmm. the past I might have to unmute Cody and ask but like that you know there's at least some good in the depth going into the defense this year and I think the defense has improved it was definitely a focus by this management group this offseason in free agency and, and they have improved the depth specifically in my eyes
0: yeah absolutely and hey someone in the chat pointed out at least we're having debates right like totally it's h line we're actually having a debate thing, about this and i
1: love when you can talk about debating the depth it makes you feel better about the team as a whole it makes you feel a little bit more positive about it when you're battling but when you're talking about that instead of hey remember going into camp a couple of years ago who the hell's gonna play in the top six is Niels huglander is it zach McKeown? And is it was Niels huglander it, it jay for tannen like that was tough. So I think uh, now you're seeing it like, yeah, there, there's some debates that can be had and they're positive ones because they've done a better job of Im- like improving the defense. And they, it's brought up a lot, but they're only going to have one guy returning from opening night last year. It's Quinn Hughes.
0: We got a lot of people on the live show and the YouTube live chat right now. It's awesome. Really <laughs> nice to see late July. Uh, are we doing a show next week? You're going away. Yeah, Bring I'll be back, back
1: next week. We'll do like a Thursday show or something. I like have that. it in
0: my calendar.
1: I'm back on Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, you're back on Monday. Uh, Let's get to the poll question, though, because it's related to this. uh, And let's just see what the people are thinking here. Okay. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns.
2: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host.
1: I don't, I did the read once and I made a mistake. You're the one you have to do this every time. Sure. I'll Our good friends there at Atlas Goods Our great friends. I great friends. Yeah, great they, they folks. Are great. great folks. Some might say. Yeah. Good Over friends. Great
0: folks. Atlas goods go to atlasgds.com use promo code cc15 that will get you 15 percent off your first order of pop rinds these are the best fresh pork rinds straight from your microwave or air fryer our poll questions today
1: they got that uh that crunch that um i like this type of crunch where there's there's not um there's not like a you're not crunching to some part of the food you're just crunching the whole food like it's not like uh like a corn dog yeah, the crunch on the outside, the hot dog in the middle, and that's fine too. I love I love corn dogs, but something about like an airy crunch, I do love that, and that's what you get with these with the pop rinds. Get just your airy crunch. crunch, and you can crumble them up. You go like you crumble them up, and you put them on mac and cheese. You crumble them up, you put them on hash browns. You crumble them up, put them on an omelet. All that stuff.
0: Delicious. Yep. Go get your own. Get your own crumbles uh, over at Atlas GDS. And like I said, you're going to use promo code CC15. That'll get you 15% off your first order of pop rinds. Our poll question today, who wins the third left D spot out of camp? Uh, we do have the bearings written as Hughes, Cole, Susie, Heronic. And then we have question marks with Tyler Myers. Our options. Oh, do we have. Christian Willanen, Matt Irwin, Akito Hirose. And as always, I'm angry. Chris. Who do you think
1: is leading the vote? I would have thought it was going to be Akita Hirose, because I do think that fans, are, yeah, there's, there was a lot of good stuff to take away, right? That, and that's, it's kind of like what I said earlier. There's, there's not a knock against this kid yet. What's the knock that he's 24. It's not a huge knock. I think a lot of, def- a lot of NHLers would take that, Um I just think that he got a lot of hype. Let's not forget though, like Christian Willannon was AHL defenseman of the year. When he was on his game, he was excellent. The story behind Christian Willanon, he's told it on this show before, uh, one of our favorite I'd have to say one of our favorite guests from last year, right? Was Will one of my favorite guys to talk to. Um, and I think that because of the pandemic, because of his shoulder injury at the time, he missed like the the part of his career when he's supposed to be making that emergence into an NHLer from the age of kind of twenty three to twenty seven. I think there's something here with this Willanon kid. I, I do like him quite a bit. You know that. And here's uh, the other thing. So I, I would have voted for him. I did vote for him. But what were the results?
0: Well, Hang on a sec. Okay. The thing to also remember about the whole Hirose conversation. Yes, we'd like to see him start the great start with the great play. Continue it from last year, right? He's the only guy on this list that is waiver exempt. Only guy. You don't think Christian Willanon getting scooped up? Look, I know that it's easier to sneak guys through waivers at the start of the year, but you don't think a team might take a flyer on the guy who was the AHL defenseman of the year last year? Absolutely. Like, when you win that league award, you're not going to be they're not going to be able to pass you through waivers or slip you through, right? And no, a two-way contract for Matt Irwin does not mean he's waiver exempt. Thank you, EA Sports, for making everybody think oh, that's the,
1: the case. The damn two-way thing. Yeah. I don't
0: even know how that started.
1: But... I used to think that because I used to of the Sports. Too, though, yeah, yeah. I used to think. He's like,
0: "Oh, so. I'll give this guy two ways so I can just send him down and not lose him on waivers." That's not how it works. Yeah. Not how it works. But Akito Hirose leading the vote right now with 51%, 32% say Christian Wilanin. 10% say Matt Irwin. I'm among that 10%. Uh either that or Wallen is my pick, my pick. 7% say they are angry. So, I just want people to remember with the Hirose debate that my take that he starts in Abbotsford does not come from me disliking the player at all. It comes from knowing that he's the only waiver-exempt player. And that there's a veteran in front of him and the guy who won the AHL Defenseman of the Year award last year. Like, let's put that all into perspective, right? Like, Willanon was playing ahead of Hirose in the Canucks lineup even when Hirose was having this great time. Yeah. At the end of the year. The and counts when, were banged up. They had no no blue liners left.
1: Yeah, because if you, if you remember, Annan was injured uh, at the end of last year as well. Exactly. So, like, a lot of different things. And, yeah, I I, I know the hype is behind Hirose. And I would like to see him do it. But I, I just, I'd like to see Willanin do it. And I think he can do it. I have more confidence that Willanin can do it and win that spot. And be something. I, I just, the the guy moves the puck really well. Like, he does a really good job moving the puck. He, he can move, dec- like, pretty well at the NHL level, really good at the AHL level and a little bit of offense there. And I think that's what you're looking at right now when you see the rest of the defense core. You have Ian Cole to be that defensive guy on the penalty kill. You have Carson Seuss. He's going to kill penalties. Uh, Philip Peronik is going to kill penalties for you. Like, you're going to use Tyler Myers probably on the PK again. Say what you want about Myers. Like, he does have a big body and long reach on the penalty kill. At least he has that. So, yeah, I could see it being more of an offensive guy. That's why Rathbone might even have a decent chance like Rathbone might have a little bit of a chance there to play with Tyler Myers. Yep. That pairing just hasn't been great up to this point in the year. So I wonder if it's going to be like, who fits the best with Tyler Myers? Is that how they make the decision at three on the third pairing? Cause the best guy might be Akito Hirose in that point. So I can see the argument for Hirose from that, because he's the best fit with Tyler Myers, who you hope can get back to being more of an offensive defenseman. I don't really know what type of defenseman Tyler Myers is anymore. Like, you know, is he a defensive guy? He's been that in the past when he was, you know, on that shutdown pairing with OEL that one year, but he, he was, when he came here, he was an offensive puck mover. So I, I wonder what they go with. I think they have some options to maybe see who fits best with Tyler Myers. So we, we probably see this ride deep into the preseason. I would have to think getting real close to regular season before they decide who's going to play with him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it's one of these conversations and we're going to have more as the offseason goes along. One of these conversations that, it's not really going to be one that we get an answer to until training camp starts. And, and the thing I want to say, I've mentioned a few times, and I'm sure I'll mention it a few times more in the summer, Rick Talk at training camps have those three groups that Travis Green used to have. And he hinted at it in a radio interview that I heard. He hinted at, I think it was Hal from Brough. Shout out to Hal from Brough. He hinted at the fact that, yeah, whoever's out of shape will basically be in that third group. Jake Fertan and Ring a Bell, under Travis Green. Remember that? Remember all the buzz around that when Jake Vertanen was yeah, skating was with the had, AHL guys?
1: We had to wait an hour and a half to get uh, Vertanen to come out and talk to us, too. Mm-hmm. That was a tough one. What a
0: nightmare, though. Anyways. I
1: tell you what, it's not going to be Kuzmenko. You see him again still posting right. the pics, and Milstein's he, out there. He
0: knows. He knows he doesn't want to yeah. be in that
1: position. Would people want Milstein on the show? We can get Milstein. Yeah, so we probably get Milstein. Season. He's a good uh, good chat. Yeah. Always fun to chat with. He's been on the show in the past as well. Uh, Let's wrap up the poll question that we have on YouTube real quick, which uh, Aaron threw up there. Thank you very much, producer Aaron. Um, Should Quinn Hughes kill penalties? We got 25 votes so far. You think they said yes or no quads?
0: 56% said yes. 44% no. My simple answer, Chris, pretty split. My simple answer is no, but on this roster, yes. With this team's penalty kill being as bad as it was last year. Yes. Oh. If he makes your penalty kill better, then yes, he should kill penalties. It's simple. And he does. He makes the penalty kill better.
1: Huh. But then which defenseman doesn't get any time killing penalties than of the other four? Is it Tyler Myers? Because then it's like, man, if, if Tyler Myers isn't killing penalties, he isn't on the power play, he's playing on your third pairing, he's making $6 million. As the elder says in the chat, the gentle giraffe has to go. If he's just playing third-party minutes, making $6 million, not killing penalties, Whatever. not doing anything else... Maybe you do have to move on to, because this it's team, wants, year, but the Canucks, nice. I know, but the Canucks want to be competitive this year. Yeah, you're right. So $6 hey. million on your third pairing. And think about, let's, this is how this could play out. Cause remember in the past, we've always said, how does Tyler Myers get up to 19 minutes a night? How is he playing 21 minutes a yeah. night? That won't happen next year. If he's not killing penalties, he's right, going to be we'll playing see. 12 minutes a night.
0: Yeah. And he, he might be do better guys? in you're those
1: limited a, minutes. That's a lot of money to pay a guy to play 12 minutes a night
0: what they've been paying him has been a lot to pay, play a guy to do what he's done
1: every night. You're about to take away almost 10 minutes of ice time of what he's doing. But if it
0: makes your team better, who cares? That's, that's my point. Sure, but Chris. does your
1: team, but that's what I'm saying. How much better is your team using $6 million some other way? And do you will, are you willing to make a sacrifice of a prospect or a draft pick to get away from that? Then,
0: Well, no, they're not. That's mm. kind of where we're at. That's and we'll saying. see what happens. But when if this you do want to be better,
1: yeah, Maybe you do have to pay to get off the books.
0: Yeah. Okay. Maybe. I think he could kill penalties.
1: We'll see. Might have. Maybe I'll have a bounce back and make more sense with sure. uh, with Hirose. Maybe that is the thing that makes sense in the end.
0: I hope he sticks it to you when you get to talk to him in September. I hope he has a really good year. Kills penalties. End of the year. Said hey. as I leave Vancouver for the final time, I just want to stick it to Faber, who in late July said that I should be playing ten minutes a night and should never no, kill I'll penalties just saying That again. could happen. Yeah.
1: Okay. I don't think I would play Quinn Hughes on the penalty kill,
0: even with this team.
1: Yeah, even who's, with this who's, team, who's killing penalties ahead of him? It would be Tyler Myers instead then. Okay, give me your give me your pairings. Uh, it would be Cole and Peronic, okay, as your first pairing, okay. and Susie and Myers. Okay. You could go with Susie and Heronic just because they play together at 5-1-5, So maybe they're building that defensive chemistry. Like, I I completely get that. But those would be the four guys. Myers is totally... going to
0: kill penalties. Who are we kidding? You're right. Yeah. Myers so so, so it
1: makes, I mean, the, the logical thing. And I think when you think of it through the brain of Rick Tockett, he's probably thinking big bodies, long reach. That's how we're going to kill penalties.
0: Corey Anderson, you're paying him regardless. Why force him onto the ice more just because he's expensive? Karan said. Quinn has improved the PK so much. Don't take him off.
1: Yeah, I, I get where there's I get where people are coming from, but if you're looking to actually how much did we talk about Hughes is playing too many minutes? Here's a quick way to, to knock off three and yep. three and a half minutes of his ice time.
2: We right? talk, instead talk, of man. talking
1: about a 37 instead of instead of saying, like, oh man, another 27 minute night for Quinn Hughes. Twenty-four and a half with no PK time? That sounds like a little bit of a better ask yep. for Quinn Hughes on a nightly basis in my eyes.
0: We gotta talk to rick talk it soon
1: yeah well we're gonna get the rooftop thing going yeah that'll rooftop be fun shades on okay yep. betway you got a bet yeah i do okay, uh let's get let's it up it. uh get it up eric you almost forgot his name though. no i didn't forget his name it's i was a it's a pause dramatic in, pause in the industry we call that a okay let's go pause. let's get to my it. question or my uh, betway bet of the day betway 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 they're back on they they never left they're back on uh the show regularly here
2: my bet plus. today
1: 19 plus to play. That responsibly yeah. question mark <laughs> do you mean to read this for you no i got it right here i got it right here um so i got the the blue jays and dodgers the doyers they're playing tonight uh seven o'clock is the start again i enjoyed that last night i was watching the game out about uh i was watching with you playing rocket league last night are we gonna start streaming our nine o'clock tournaments let's see well, I think let's it, talk
0: about when you get back from the island yeah
1: because i don't want to start and then leave right yeah. after good point <laughs> uh we might start streaming uh if, if anybody would be interested we'll just uh be playing rocket league which I, I tell you, I was locked in last night. Anywho, uh, I was watching the Doyers. They're playing the, the Blue Jays last night, 7 o'clock. They're playing again tonight, 7 o'clock. And I've got the Dodgers to score the first run. And over 9.5 total runs between these two teams.
0: Oh, between the two. I thought between you were the saying they're going to put up a 10 Oh no, 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 no. You would, I would
1: need a lot better odds on that point. Chris Bassett's going for the Jays. He's been good and bad at times this year. Sometimes really good. Uh, but it's almost like it's not a start-to-start thing with him. It's like, how what's his trend lately? And I think he's trending downwards right now, at least. Uh, and then the no. Dodgers, who's, who's... he's got two quality starts in his last two starts. Yeah. But he was like, he was red hot earlier in the year. Yes. Pitcher of the month. I think in, uh, yeah,
0: he had a really, really good,
1: but month the, the, the pitcher for the Dodgers, he's not very good. So, uh, I, yeah, I'm going with the over here, but I'm going to give the Dodgers a first run.
0: Okay. I, yep. I, I will add a little more context. And a $10 to this. bet
1: here. That's plus 300 over on betway, 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 $10 is going to get you back 40 if you hit on that
0: one. You just threw out that Julio Arias is not very good. Never heard of him. Really? You never heard of him, eh? No. Okay, so he was the, like, number one prospect in baseball for a while. Oh, really? Or among pitchers, for sure. Like, he was, he had so much hype around him. Came to the Dodgers when he was really young, like either late teens, early 20s. He made his MLB debut. He actually closed out their World Series win. Um, He's a starter, but they used him as a closer in that game. Mm-hmm. So, Arias here this year, he's about to be 27, I think. Uh, Yeah, 27. So he's a pending free agent and he's about to test free agency for the first time. And if he had done what he did every year prior to this one, he would have got paid like a massive amount this offseason. But he's had an up and down year, like you've pointed out. And for the most part, down. Like he's got an ERA over five. It's not been good for Arias. And he gave up eight earned runs to my Baltimore Orioles. Not my Baltimore. To yeah. the Baltimore Orioles last game. That he pitched, but who hasn't? Right, like the Orioles are just an absolute wagon this year. So I'm look. Look, I like your bet. I like your bet, but I'm also not going to be surprised if we see a bounce back because the two starts prior to that for Arias were six inning pitch performances, two quality starts. So we'll see. We'll see, man.
1: I like it over nine and a half total. They've been putting up a lot of runs in this. Uh, they have in this series. It's yeah. been a fun one, uh, and they went to extras last. Never game, bet
0: cool. against the Dodgers' offense is what I've kind of learned. Really.
1: Are the Dodgers good? Are the Dodgers good? Yes, they are. Because I knew there was an expectation. I don't really look at. Uh, I don't look at MLB standings. Clayton ever, Kershaw
0: ever. has not aged, and even with the Arizona Diamondbacks having Corbin Carroll, um, they're probably going to add a starting pitcher at the trade deadline, which is next week. But the Dodgers still sit atop the NL West, okay. which is a pretty up and down division like a lot of people thought the Padres myself included the Padres would be in the conversation there but they're not the Padres are closer to the bottom with the Colorado Rockies than they are the top of the division with the LA Dodgers who sit in first so oh, that just tells you how the Padres season is going to win the
1: world series quads uh
0: you know what i really like the Atlanta Braves and i know Aaron uh producer Aaron is a Braves fan so he'll like to hear that but the thing with the Braves is that they're such a wagon right now during the season that you kind of look at it and say, well, who's gonna stop them? Who comes out of the AL is my question. Because I, I think I think the Braves come out of the NL. I think they ultimately beat the Dodgers in the NLCS. I think that's who they're gonna end up facing in the NLCS. But with that in mind, who comes out of the AL? Because I, I think I think the Braves are essentially guaranteed to reach the World Series, and there's no guarantees in the playoffs, but I think they're a safe pick to make the world series and and win the pennant in the NL. So who from the AL is your champion? Like we've got the Texas Rangers sitting atop the AL West. The Baltimore Orioles look like an absolute wagon right now. The Rays have finally kind of come back down to earth. Do the Rays give the Braves the run, a run for their money in the, in the world series? Maybe the Orioles, a lot of young players on the Orioles.
1: All right, this is enough. Um, enough of that. Uh, i got some questions in the chat. We'll tell wrap you, the Jays with... aren't making it. Okay. <laughs> Pahul, and let me know if I'm saying that wrong. Um, chances of Rathbone making the lineup. What do you think? Let's say, just out of a, let's say 100% chance. I don't think he's that. But I'd say <laughs> making the opening night lineup. Are we calling it that? Or are we calling the NHL roster out of camp? Because I think that's different. He could be a seventh guy. Could be an eighth guy. I, I think the chance of him making the opening night lineup, 10%. 10 15 yeah, yeah. 10 per- but I, I think there's about a 30 percent chance he's on the NHL team out of camp yeah. I think some of it is what you talked about with waivers as well um, let's see uh Quran says are y'all watching the WWC don't know what that is Karan. apologies to that should why'd, we know why'd what you is? read
0: that out loud if you don't know what it is
1: I don't know. I'm just reading. I mean, oh, the, gets a, the World Cup. Everybody gets the World gets a Cup. Oh, the Women's I, World Cup. Yeah. I hope that's I've what was I've never seen about. it called the WWC. Before. I didn't know that's
0: what it was called. I just either. thought it was,
1: the, I thought everyone just called it the World Cup still. Yeah. yeah. It makes sense. The Women's World Cup. Anyways, no, I I watched I haven't Canada First Nigeria. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not a big uh, soccer guy. I've seen the women's team play before. I saw them play Mexico here at BC Place. You know, there's all these people
0: that like grew up in East Van that are all my age that are on that team now. Oh, really? Like crazy. Yeah. Like Julia that's Grosso. Cool. I think she's from Coquitlam. Huh. Jordan Heidema. She's from Chilliwack.
1: Matt says, why the F did they draft for Vertanen 2.0 with Maki I
0: mean, pretty that different. even make any sense. Pretty
1: different type of players there. Um, I think is a pretty smart player. I don't know. Um, he needs to get a little bit tougher with the puck around the puck and in the offensive zone. But I mean, so did Vertanen.
0: I'm laughing because Corey's, Corey's uh, telling me about the Jays' record. Uh, Karan says, games. will
1: Hogs make the lineup to start the season? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's going to be there. I think he's going to be in the NHL lineup on opening night. Matt says, boo, baseball talk. Can we get an update on Pullman? Didn't he have concussion issues and haven't heard anything on his health in a while? Yeah, it doesn't sound like there's a lot of positive. Um, The latest is that he's not going to be available for training camp, I believe, at this point. Uh, And that was from Patrick Alvine the last time we spoke to him. Uh, Let's see. What else do we got here? Anything else? No. We'll call it there then. Uh appreciate everybody coming by in the chat. Appreciate everyone listening on the podcast. The podcast numbers have uh, been jumping up. So thank you to everyone for doing that, for uh, listening to the show, I guess, uh, as well. As maybe this, I always forget this, but maybe a little uh, rate and review on the Apple podcast. If you're listening to this on the Apple podcast app, give us a rate and review quads. I'm off to, uh, well, I got to work tomorrow, but after that tomorrow night, I'm off for the night and I'm done. I'm gone. I'm on my first vacation. I cannot wait. It's gonna be a blast. I've got 15 of my closest pals. Heading down to uh, to Port Renfrew. We're going to have a blast down there. Uh, I'm
0: a little little it. disappointed I couldn't make it. We did throw around the idea of bringing Bert out there,
1: mm-hmm. but then we kind of shot that. Well, we down. got another puppy who's actually younger than Bert coming. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Wow. What kind?
1: Uh, Bertadoodle.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Yeah. It's a gorgeous little dog. He's coming out there, and I get to meet him for the first time. Hell yeah. That's awesome. He's way younger than Bert. Hmm. He's like, uh, I think he's like nine weeks old. Wow. Yeah.
0: Bring him around all those people. Yeah. For the whole week?
1: Weekend? Yeah, man. Yep.
0: whose dog is this?
1: Uh, my buddy Brad. Okay, you Bring keep that dog safe. Up. Well, hes I, that's the other thing. I couldn't believe this. This dog's already out on the. Uh, he's taking him rollerblading with him. That's sick. He's like—he's not even ten months old. 10 a, weeks you said weeks yeah he's not even 10 weeks yet he's yeah. nine weeks old
0: you said you said months okay well you then. know uh, listen i I'm just want to make sure we're uh, talking about a nine week you old know how people are like
1: oh by the end of the work week i'm all you know, worn out yeah. by the, this is the end of my work year almost pretty much here, here this is my first actual weekend <laughs> off and i'm so jacked up for it right um uh, so i'm at that point I'm, my words are, are lost and this energy drink didn't really hit the spot like i was hoping it would have <laughs> Did we get a Burt Cam today or no?
0: Uh, no Burt Cam today.
1: Yeah, no Burt Cam today. That, the podcast folks are probably like, hell yes. We don't have to do this 10-second pause where everyone just goes, oh, 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 on the Burt Cam's while they're going on. But I know that uh, Karan's not happy about that. He wants to see a Burt Cam. Quick um, Burt Cam. All right. So, yeah, here's here's that 10-second Sorry, podcast Keep listeners. Moving
0: moving in there Oh, he's
1: getting he knows the show's about to be over yeah oh he's just repositioning that was oh yeah he's cute. a sleepy boy man that's pretty cute actually. and he
0: still won't sleep outside of his crate we're working on it He was getting yippy
1: last night with you though
0: yeah because he's st- we tried to let him anyways not gonna get into it yeah the, g- the guy won't sleep outside of his crate it's quite funny but we're working on it we're working on it yeah
1: anyways uh we'll close it out there quran says let's go <laughs> he got his burt camp so <laughs> happy there we forgot to discuss garlic fries okay let's do it we got a little bit of time
0: really do we okay yeah sure this is the longest show we've done in a long time i was
1: very let down by the Garmin okay Bryant so here's the Seattle. thing
0: i hyped them up to our co-worker tyler hamchuck
1: yeah, um tyler hamchuck's cousin uh top 10 pick in next year's draft too what are you talking about his cousin really yeah what right d Six oh three. the
0: nhl draft
1: yeah okay is he actually his cousin you just making this up same as brock favors my cousin <laughs>
0: okay anyways so our co-worker tyler yeremchuk went there hadn't been to safeco or t-mobile park in a long time
1: Carter yeremchuk
0: and i told him to get the garlic fries and i hyped these up to him to no end and he was like whoa you're really really hyping these up he got them i asked how they were he said cleared the hype you on the other hand have, have had the garlic b- fries before. Back
1: in the day, I love them. My favorite, favorite thing at a ball, ballpark so I've ever had. So you
0: went and you told me they were cold, which has yeah. never been my experience. I went a month ago. Brutally cold. I went a month ago and they were not cold. Yeah. I had great garlic fries. I had an awesome experience. So here's my thought. I think with the volume of fans that were in the building, mm. that they they had them pre-made, and a lot of places do this. Of course. They had them pre-made. And then they were sitting there. Like back and then in the day when I used
1: to work at a and have $3 team burgers. We yeah. have about 12 team burgers ready well, to go. Well, that's the thing. And yep. then
0: you have them, you know, you get them. You You probably just got some that were sitting there for a little bit. I got to be honest, I don't think that's a fair indication of the... Because you, you your take was, oh, they're not the same as they used to be. Why don't you come to a game with me next week? I bet they'll be even better than what you had before. Here's my
1: problem, though. It's the
0: same recipe, man. I
1: know, but this is what I did, Quad. So I went at the very start, because I was like, the first thing you have to do is go get the garlic fries. Yeah. So I did. Mm-hmm. I went and got the garlic fries. They were cold. It wasn't good. The, the fries were like hard. And it wasn't like cold and soggy. I could have dealt with cold and soggy, because I still would have got the flavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I got cold and hard. Mm-hmm. Don't were you clip, wearing a Jay's Don't talk like that. Were you wearing but, a
0: Jay's jersey?
1: Yeah, I was. What, a Manoa jersey? Well, at least they should feel sorry for me. I'm wearing <laughs> a freaking Manoa jersey. They should have given what? me the hottest fries I'm they got. I'm just
0: saying, I went
1: there in my J Rod jersey. I got great garlic fries. You see the Julios? I should have got you the cereal, too. I know, that's too bad. Uh, we'll go. So, we'll so go here's sometime. the thing. So I go and I get them off the top because that's the first thing I do. I'm like, oh, it probably was what you were talking about, where they just had a bunch ready right before and the yeah. huge crowd's going to come and you're going to get, get an yeah, yeah. So I gave them the, the benefit of the doubt there. I said, okay, well, I'm going to go try. The waffle fries at this other one. Waffle garlic fries. I've never had those. So I got that. They were cold as well. And I just it it really, it really made me it made me mad. Because this is what I went down here to have we'll for the go, snack.
0: Yeah, well, you don't go in the Jays are in town. There's too many. Too many too many people I, I did J's forget like fans ruin easy everything. It is.
1: It's so easy to go down to a Seattle ball game. Like we could go to a one o'clock game I, on a Saturday. Or we a Wednesday. Easily, like yeah. And we drive back at night, like uh, I would be down. It's it's two afternoon. hours off.
0: Yeah, like we could. I, 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 I'm, I, I'm, I'm literally, literally uh, telling you, we
1: let's should bring do producer this. Aaron in real quick because Aaron works at the ballpark. There, um, sorry, Riverhawks. Riverhawks. River Hawks. Yeah, Riverhawks. Aaron, what's the what's the go to food at uh, Riverhawks games? Because ballparks, they got all have that. You got to have that uh,
2: that one item. Mm-hmm. What do you guys got out there? So we do like cool. theme nights every night. So the menu does change. My number one staple, without a doubt, is the poutine that we're rocking with. Mm-hmm. But honorable mention to the taco in a bag, in a Doritos bag. Yep, you put jalapenos, onions, ground beef, salsa, sour cream. It's too good. Go Riverhawks. River and go Braves.
1: But there's not like a a signature Riverhawk. because here we have the Vancouver Canadians. They have like the three foot hot dogs. They got uh, the Korean barbecue poutines. All these things. There's not like a because what the uh, as far as i know and this is only from talking to people from uh, oilers nation hq the the food of edmonton is donair apparently that's uh, yeah. that's apparently edmonton created the donair you know 1400 years ago and all stuff but there's no donair at river hawks games or anything
2: no currently not there's a weird thing in edmonton about the donair is somehow the alberta government is auctioning off a giant donair mascot oh, nice. costume yeah, that's up to like sixteen thousand dollars. The last time I checked, <laughs> and the Riverhawks are looking into buying it, and then having Donair night <laughs> out oh, okay. at the field. We do have the foot long hot dog, which I'm sorry, it's frankly too big. It's just too big. That's I'm too interested much. in
0: a yard dog here at the Vancouver Canadians games. The three foot long hot dog. Good sir. Yeah. Three feet. Three feet. A yard.
1: The thing that I that's like insane. about uh, C's games the most is they got a real good, uh, real good, like local craft beers too. That's the other thing that I like, that's what, that's what a good ballpark, especially like, uh, we do. you know, yeah, if it's not like a, you know, triple A or major leagues, your ballpark's got to do something great. And I think that uh, local craft beers, that's a, that's a very smart move. Make them five bucks too. And, uh, and then we're talking.
2: Yeah, We have the beer bats. I think any beer is $9, yeah, but good. all of it's craft.
1: Excellent. All right. It's, anything else you got here quads you're already sending emails that's right i'm
0: working man i'm working you're locked out try it sometime
1: (laughs) this is my first vacation day if i get covid tomorrow i'll be pissed oh man i
0: i wouldn't wish that on you i hope you have an awesome time your bachelor party uh just so everybody's clear we're having a mainland bachelor party as well for the folks that aren't making the trip over the island like myself um I, I, I've also done some more research. I got a new suit. I know I'm getting one for your wedding because I'm a groomsman. I got to wear a tuxedo. Yeah. But I just got a new suit, new black suit because uh, i never owned a black suit. I've had blue, burgundy, and that's it. I've owned two suits in my adult life. That is as a child. None of my stuff fits me anymore. Yeah, Maybe no, I can
1: see that happening. Same here. Yeah. All
0: right. Okay, we'll close it out there. Vacation Long time. episode. Vacation time. Let's go. Okay, uh, we'll close it out. For my co-host, Chris Faber, and our technical producer, Aaron Bordado, thank you so much for joining us on this late July edition of Canucks Conversation.
2: Woo! Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode.
1: How about keep it to a thank you, Jim?